about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. Do the twist. <laughs> Welcome uh, to Worst Gig Ever. Yeah. I'm Jeff Garlock. Mike Pace. We got Chubby Checker of the famed uh, Checkers fast food restaurant. <laughs> In the wings. guest today. He, he is We're just waiting guest. for him. <laughs> uh, we, this week, we actually have uh, a very funny lady named Phoebe Robinson, who is a comedian in the New York uh, tri-state area, might yes, say. Very, very funny stand-up, and she's got some good stories. She's got good stories of terrible open mics. and Yeah, she encounters uh, racism and sexism and, and... Pure idiocy. Things get heavy. We do a couple of movie reviews just to lighten <laughs> we up. We do, do movie. I forgot there, we do there, some there movie reviews. There are a few movie reviews in here. Uh, <laughs> but so I want to get a review of your first improv show that you did with your new group barrel laurel that's right laurel of baths laurel of baths uh, my laurel group did our baths. first show last night but uh, at the but, triple crown and this is you and three other guys you did it at a bar across from the ucb so you got the vibes kind of going across the street oh yeah they were they were and permeating. you thought it went well yeah for, for i thought it went show. solid my group's laurel of baths it's me ramsey s and matt muscoviak and yeah for a first show Went really solid. Uh, I was super into it. The scene was pretty good. I think the laughs were pretty okay. But But I'm excited to do more. You're excited to do more, and it's different than your history of playing music because you don't have to deal with the baggage of... I, load out the drives the dealing with other dysfunctional band members that you're binded to it's a life changer man because yeah. seriously i mean like yeah, yeah i think i was saying even with sketch because i do sketch comedy like there's so much extra crap doing the props and everything there was a, definitely an Elmo where i was like oh why have i been involved in ucb and comedy for so long and not done improv because nine o'clock i was home on the couch done That's and it. did not touch one piece of equipment <laughs> My back feels great today. Don't have rock neck from banging my head. And, you know, it was easy and Look, simple. Lessons learned for those of you who are maybe uh, unsatisfied with your musical experience. Hey, if you've got a choice, picking up an axe or picking up an improv It's the music of stage. laughter is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's used you don't have to load laughter. out. You have to use a lot less Advil in your life, and you will feel quite all right. I, I think that that's a ringing endorsement. You know, you guys can give us a ringing endorsement by emailing us, worstgigever at gmail.com, oh, worstgigeverpodcast at tumblr.com. Oh, worstgigeverpodcasts. That oh, that's right. I, nev- I can never get that. <laughs> hey, Can't even get her own What's website. the matter, you? <laughs> Go to iTunes I and d- give us some ratings. You, know, you can like us on Facebook, too. Like we're, us on Facebook. We got, we're covered. All we've around. Got you, we've got you covered. You're going to like the way you look <laughs> when, when you're you listening listen. to Worst Gig Ever. And right now, we got Phoebe Robinson Bring it home. <laughs> Bring it to Dome <laughs> on Worst Gig Ever. Um, this show at, I think it's called Fat Bad Baby in the Lower East Side. It's like a bar show, which is like pretty usual. Yeah. And the name already is not yeah. a good <laughs> indicator of what's and going on. I was, um, the only female in the lineup, which is like normal, like who cares? Uh, and I went up pretty early on the show and the guy who went before me, uh, was doing like super misogynistic stuff, like... Ugh. Just stabbing women and prostitutes and women are whores. So you're just like... Oh. Hilarious. Yes, yeah, so you're like, oh boy, this is going to be rough. <laughs> Killer material. Yeah. yeah. And so the guy who was hosting the show, I, I think he was like stoned, maybe a little drunk too. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. And um, so after that guy gets off stage saying all that like crazy stuff, the the host brings me up and he goes, so do you guys like pussy? <laughs> 
Here's your next comic, oh. Phoebe Robinson. I was just like, huh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was just so like, it just made me like, I'm a woman. Like, don't treat me. But it was like really just like this bizarre thing where it was like he just thought it was okay to do that. Right. Um, and so I, I got through my set. I just was like, I wanted to get out of there, but I stayed for another comic who went on after me. He was a friend of mine. Um, so I'm getting my stuff to leave and I have like a charger, my phone charger in the wall. Mm-hmm. So I go to grab it and the host is like harassing me again, like bringing up my vagina being like, just saying like all this crazy shit. And like the audience like wasn't laughing cause it was just awkward. Right. And so I was just like, you know, you should just knock it off like you're being like really disrespectful. And he was like, oh, it's not the first time I made a black chick mad. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it was cool. Just, he, brought, he brings race into it, too. Yeah. Makes so it I was just awkward. like, um, I'm out of here. So I've never done the show again. Sure. Um, oh. And one of the producers sent me a, a Facebook chat, which is like. Somehow that's like worse than G chatting someone. Oh, right. Yeah. Agree. Um, and he's like, I'm so sorry. My host like did that, blah, 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 blah. And I was thinking like, you were there. You should have stopped it in the moment and been like, don't like treat the female comics like that. But he didn't. So I was like, fuck you for right. not really standing up for me, you know? So that was like. Was that it. the first time you had done that show too? I had done it. It used to be at the Ace Hotel, uh-huh. which I think is not doing stand-up comedy shows anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and they moved it to this bar, which is actually not, it's not a bad space. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I just, those guys are like, I think they think like, if I'm just shocking and say things are offensive, that's like being funny. And it's like, mm, yes, no. Yes, it's not. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's literally amazing that that kind of attitude is still. Right. Like. I, I don't know if I want to say pervasive, but it's just like yeah, it is. I mean, where else do you, where else can someone attempt to get like you could never do something like that at uh, a show like a, a rock show, club. right? Like I mean, there would be no place for it. Right. The fact that there are like there's this there's this sect of comedians that like that is somehow yeah, it's so like. Hat. It's tired and it drives it does drive yeah, I teach sketch writing, so oh, I cool. get constantly like almost every class I got at least one it's always uh. a dude. And it's always just that dude who's got like the rape sketch or this sketch or that sketch, and you're always just like <laughs> Oh boy. Cool, all right, here's my speech to explain to you why one, <laughs> it's not funny. Two, it's not funny because it's bad jokes, but also like I've it, we've it's it, like you said. It's not enough. There's not a joke there. Like yeah. that, it usually that's that ends up being the problem. There's no there's no processing of it or any sort of character, any sort of layer to it that makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just this kind of like I got a chance to say some dirty shit. Yeah, it's just, and just like, like words, well, now you're words. just a dick. And yeah. do you, I mean, do you find that that happened? I mean, that sounds like a particularly egregious example yeah. of someone just being an <laughs> asshole. But, I mean, do you find that you know that stuff like that? happens on is not uncommon that you're i mean maybe you know the only female on the bill or the only black female on the bill and like other comics like are weird about it yeah sometimes i feel like sometimes i'll get introduced and like in their introduction of me like this next comic she's a lady right and you're like okay (laughs) or like yeah, one time I had like I've had like a few like hosts think they're like trying to be funny by being like, so here's our black comic, and it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> right. So it's just it's just stuff like that. Um, but f- I would say like for the most part, everyone's fine. Like yeah. I'm a comic, and people just like are like, all right, just another one of us. You well, know? I mean, that's another thing that I've that I've seen is that on t- in, in addition or the the extreme opposite of this ridiculously offensive ignorant kind mm-hmm. of you know i i don't know how to deal with women right personality uh the comedy scene has really one of the most like diverse yeah group of people yeah from this these kind of disparate places yeah um bunch of people who maybe yeah. shouldn't be friends in any other walk of life would just walk past each other on the street that's kind of true yes so i saw you at the um new york laughs thing over the summer at central park oh okay did new york laugh that day 
New York did laugh that day. I, I had that done was some... a fun show. Yeah. Although the Wall Street Journal misquoted one of my jokes, and I had like a major <laughs> panic attack about. But I'm like, it's the Wall Street Journal. Right. It's fine. So wait, but <laughs> was there a stipple drawing of you next to your <laughs> misquoted <No>. joke? <laughs> That's right. I love I love the Wall Street Journal no photo policy. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fuck that. Yeah. Shit. We've got so a stippler. Bu- That's so bizarre. Like, just put a photo in. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Stippling. Yeah. Look at that. Wow. I didn't know that. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Podcast over. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you've learned something. See you. But I want to ask you about that because you're performing during the day in a park on like this kind of awkward, like foot high stage, <laughs> banner behind you. People bite their people like spread out on the lawn, just kind of <laughs> taking it all in. People on Crouches bicycles going wide by. open. I, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily think. And I think if you were, you know, Jeff and I come from like playing in bands and stuff. So and like, so we've also played our, our fair share of like awkward shows yep. in weird places and playing outdoors when you're combining people that are want to be there and then just the general public right there's it's the always, rabble it always, yeah. the great unwashed it always yes. feels weird um yeah. i mean is is that something that 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 bothers you or do you just take it in stride in that kind of situation um well th- that that was last summer so that was like the second year i've been doing like the outside mm-hmm. park series that they have um and i've done like I think almost every show, except for one, up until that point, had been great. So I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. This is fun. Um, the thing is with that, like, the way I approach it is like, okay, I would just kind of do jokes that I would only do on TV. Because, like, you don't want to, like, talk about, like, you know. Pussy, for yeah, example. Yeah, <laughs> like, you don't want to have, like, sex jokes or, like, right. talking about, like, super political stuff or, right. like, you know, you know, gay issues because, you know, there are families there yeah. and, like, young kids. You don't want them to be like, oh, my God, you're talking about gay people. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> that's just the kind of way I approach it and just, like, have fun. Like, that Central Park crowd was, like, so chill. Like, they were, like, down. And, like, even people were riding past. Like, some would stop and then, like, listen. So I was like, okay, this is, like, a cool gig. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah, that Wall Street Journal thing has, like... (laughs) So, wait, go go into that for a second. Like, what what was was the... uh, Let's set the record straight here. (laughs) (laughs) So... This is the official record here. (laughs) So they mentioned me, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Someone, like, posted on Facebook. They, like, linked me, like, hey, Wall Street Journal mentioned you. I was like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. And so they're talking about the series, and then they mentioned me, and they said that I said something like, can't do dick jokes here or whatever, and that's how it ended my set. And I was like... (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Gannett. And then I she like, threw oh. the mic down. And I was hung. like, what? Like, I had, like, a whole thing about that. And I did, like, other jokes. Like, it was just totally, like, they right. just totally, like, misrepresented, like, my set. And I was just kind of like, <laughs> Right. But I feel like that happens to every comic because, yeah. you know, a lot of times journalists, like, want to, like, quote a joke. Yeah. Which is, like, you can't. Like, unless you're going to get, like, verbatim, like, you can't just be like, this is how I remember it, because the way you remember it's not going right. to be as funny. Yeah. Right. Because the word choice is specific right. as to why it's funny. You know Especially what I mean? They're not a comedian. Yeah. So Crafting like, a, a well-timed But even I remember yeah. giving interviews, and uh, occasionally, you know, the, the person writing the article would, you know, would, either they quote you verbatim. Yeah. Uh, or they kind of change. It's so weird. I feel like most, you know? I, yeah, when I think about most like interviews with Panthers, especially like Which my was band Jeff's Panthers, band. I, it, yeah, like I get it and I'd be like, we said this? I don't really remember. It's I, like crazy. kind of in that context and it's never like maliciously, no. but it always, there's, when it goes through that filter, uh, yeah, there's that weird well, translation I, I that think never it's, works. It's yeah. the idea that maybe the person is rambling and they want to come up with a succinct summary. Right. Of what you said, but in the case of a comic, because that the wording yeah is, is so integral to, and then the she thing. did this thing about yeah. dick jokes I, and I something. You this, get it at yeah. this family function. I can't do any dick jokes, guys. Yeah, bye. Fuck all you. Yeah, it's so weird and like. That, I feel like that happens like so many comics. You read that, you go, like, that's not funny. I don't right. want to see that person. And you right. go see them, you're like, oh, they're like really funny. That right. was just a well, bad I mean, and, you know? and the other thing is that reading it is never going to work as well as yeah. the delivery and the presentation. So you're, 
Yeah. The Wall Street Journal, fuck you. Yeah. Sorry. So you guys have <laughs> to make lawyers. it up to yeah. me. <laughs> All right. This episode going out to WSJ. <laughs> Looking out for you. So by that point, that summer show, which was last summer, yeah. you had been doing stand-up for like two years? Just hit four years in July. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm, st- I'm still a noob. So, so what was the? Um, how did how did it all, how did it all start? Um, well, I went to Pratt Institute in Brooklyn, and I was a part of an improv troupe called Up Top Players with a Z. Of course. Nice, very cool. <laughs> I would be disappointed if there wasn't a Z. In there. <laughs> it's so pathetic when you think like a Z is like, whoa, that's so cool. Oh my <laughs> they God. put a Z in it. My, <laughs> God my I, I, not to keep bringing it back like to the music thing, but my publishing company is Sorry Boys with a Z. <laughs> So I, it's, okay, I we got pain. a connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, hey, it was it was two thousand four. <laughs> it was a different <laughs> time, man. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Bush was in the White House. <laughs> you gotta understand what was going on in the cultural climate. <laughs> um. So you're in an improv troupe with yeah. a lot of Z's. Yeah, with a lot of Z's. And I did that, and then I graduated. I did that for like a year and a half, and then I graduated. And I the reason why I moved to New York was to work in film, become a producer, screenwriter. Mm-hmm. From so, where did you grow up? Cleveland, Ohio. All right. Yeah. Clevo. Yeah. Cleveland old, Rocks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You ever go to the Rock and Roll Hall the Grog Shop? What's that? It's it was uh, a it rock was... club we were talking about right before you got here. The Grog oh. Shop, a great club in Cleveland. This one's <laughs> yeah. going out to the Grog Shop. See, anyway. I'm not cool. Like, I don't go to, like, clubs. Uh-huh. Like, like, like I go to, like, Madison Square Garden and see, like, Madonna. Like, sure. I'm total, okay, so you like, You weren't going to see, like, indie rock bands playing. Yeah, I'm right, total, okay. like, middle America. Like, let's go see Kanye. Right. Like, that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, the door's right open. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you've been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, I love. Which I haven't um, been to. Really? so good. Give them a CD, you get that's it for the thing. free. Did you know that if you're a <gasps> band and you're, like, a band on tour, you can bring your CD or demo yeah. or whatever what? and get in free? Yeah. Never did it. You should do it. <laughs> well, because also the trick is you could also give them a CD of some band that, you know, was your strong local draw the night before, <laughs> gave you an extra CD, and you're like, yeah, we're in the Shushi Bum Bums, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, so you start in Cleveland and then came So, but a new, a new, bless you. My dog it's just, just that did was something. so cute. Uh, oh, my for God. The rec, for the listener, Baptiste, my dog just sneezed, Baptiste? which I think was the first time he's ever done that. You've never, uh, really? Uh, <laughs> so, the, it was it was the Big Apple for, like, for film. Yeah, and so I TV came, production type stuff. Yeah, I wanted to, like, take over and win some Oscars. So, I worked at a couple of film companies. And I was kind of, like, just... I wasn't really enjoying it. I was just kind of like going through life and I was like, something's missing. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, I think I miss performing. So I took um, an improv class at UCB, the one and only one that I've taken. And I was like, this is great. Who'd but, you take it with? Uh, Eric Tanue? I don't know. Eric Tanoy. Yes, him. He's great. Good friend of, yeah, friend yeah. of the show. Good friend of mine. <laughs> He's uh, great. Yeah. He's a really, really good teacher. But I was like, I can't afford to take these yeah. classes all the time. So I was like, oh, I'll just quit improv. You learn. Uh, you got yeah. to one on one. You're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> Basic uh, stuff. So then I was just like, oh, whatever. I'll just focus back on film. And a friend of mine from college was like, I want to take a stand-up class. And I was like, stand-up is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like I watched like Chris Rock and sure. like I listened to Dane Cook, but I wasn't like really following stand-up. Like right. I didn't think of it as like a career. Or so whatever. it was it was that, that type of thing where it's like, I I don't know how someone does this for a living. Yeah, and I was just like, right. that's a cool thing, but that's like not an avenue I want to go down. When you were in high school, were were you into comedy or performing it? Like, did you do plays and stuff like that in high school? I or? did mock trial in yeah. high school, um, and a little bit of uh, speech and debate. I did like the was it prose poetry thing or whatever. Uh-huh. Um. And I did like a couple of plays in high school, but I wasn't like a huge performer. But I think I knew that I would be a good right. performer. Right. Um, which they sounds, just gave me a chance. It sounds so obnoxious. Like you guys would be really good. <laughs> <laughs> just trust me. Eagle maniac in an yeah. early age. <laughs> yeah. 
But no, like growing up, I was like really into dramas, like movies from the 70s are mm-hmm. like my favorite era. So I was, I was in like gritty stuff. Yeah. Um, I watched like comedies or whatever, but I, that was really my avenue. A couple favorite directors? Scorsese. Of course. Um, I like Spike Lee, although he's kind of like. Yeah. I, I Spike, Spike's, Spike's, got a, Spike's got to shut up. Spike's I think. Yeah, got a little questionable. And, uh, Red Hook Summer, have you guys seen it? I haven't watched it yet. No, not yet. Uh-huh, okay. Let's hear. I want to hear Phoebe's review. Of <laughs> there are good things about it, um, <laughs> but there are also things that I don't want to say what some of the things are because it just kind of spoils them right. if I do. Okay. But you're just kind of like, what? Uh-huh. Um, Out of four stars, what do you? I would give it um, two. Yeah. Okay. It sounds about right for most Spike Lee movies in the past while. Yeah. Like, that review of a lot where I'm just like, yeah, there was something I, in there. I, I would actually know. love to watch Malcolm X again. I haven't seen it in so years, and years. I haven't seen yeah. it in years either. I yeah. Think it's, I think it's due for a uh, a rewatch. Yeah. Do it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have it right now. Black yeah. History Month, guys. <laughs> Stop. No, that's perfect. Perfect <laughs> So you... What we were, t- we were talking about getting involved with, with, you made the decision, you take one class at UCB. Yeah. You're, you're conflicted. Your friend tells you to stand up is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to do it. She's like, please, I don't want to take this class by myself. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'll be a good friend. Let's mm-hmm. go. Um, I take it at Caroline's and my teacher is, uh, Linda Smith. Very, mm-hmm. very nice lady. Mm-hmm. And like the first, the first class, we just went to Caroline's and watched a show, like Daryl Hammond perform. I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. Okay, all right. Like our assignment was like to just write like a couple of jokes. And I was like, oh shit, I don't know how to do this. Uh-huh. Um, so our, I had to write, I think we had to write like maybe two minutes, which seems like crazy. I had to write right. two minutes. Um, and so the next week I go and I put my hand on the microphone. I just start telling my shitty jokes. And I was like, this is awesome. And I was like, this is what I should be doing. Like I knew. Uh-huh. Just the light, light went on. Epiphany. So yeah, Damn. yeah, yeah. So I just kind of been doing it ever since. And I was working at this indie film company and it, I got laid off like three, like three months into doing stand up. And I just hit the ground running and did like mm-hmm. a bunch of open mics and just really was like, I'll just keep doing this and temping and what we'll see what happens. So and right. if you don't mind me asking, how old are you now? Twenty eight. So you're you're Jump in the change. Whatever. I know, but it's like, oh my god, I'm almost thirty. Yeah, <laughs> for it's women it's close. for women it, it feels different. Like it feels like you're halfway to death. Sure. <laughs> I felt a little bit that way when I hit thirty myself. So, you know. Yeah. But, so but and this this is something that that kinda comes up again and again on the show especially when we talk to 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 comics is that so you've essentially been spending most of your tw- or you know maybe you started your your early to mid 20s and and comedy was just the outlet like you go up you do like maybe a couple spots a night however many nights a week like that became yeah the outlet and whereas we're come we can't like when we were in our 20s it was like we had, you know, we played in our respective bands, and like mm-hmm. that was the passion. And Jeff has has been involved with UCB for a long time. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just one of it's one of those things where you you find it at this kind of this age that's like it seems like you found it at the right age. Yeah. yeah. The I age mean, where you're you're willing, ready, willing, and able to be like, okay, this is it every night. Yes, like, right. That, that was uh, very life, succinctly. Life be damned. <laughs> uh, I mean, I wish I started younger just because, you know, like you see people like Hannibal, who's one year mm-hmm. older than me. Right. Or I think John Mulaney is 28. John Mulaney. But he's been doing it for- makes me so depressed when I watch him. <laughs> As a person who doesn't really do that much stand but like, because I'm just like, you, your stand-up is just like, perfect. Yeah. Like you watch his set and you're just like, how it's frustrating. Yeah. Uh, you know, natural talent. Yeah, there are just a certain. Kind of, I mean, Hannibal has that too, but John Mulaney has like, is like, how, there is just something. But he's just like, you're just like, oh fuck. Right. Yeah, I blew it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck, man. But uh, just to inject a little positivity into it, it's that idea 
that which I which I which I I came to this this Zen thing where like um, it is ultimately futile to compare yourself to anybody else yes. because they're right. on their path, you're on yours. Absolutely. John Mulaney met some dude who hooked him up with this person, and he has this talent. Blah blah blah. Right. And we're sitting in our Agreed. apartment. You know. Agreed. I, and I'm with you. Yeah. And I'm. Are you with us too? Yeah. But, no, I yes. am. I just there's. I used to feel that way, but now I'm like, oh, what would I have had to say at 21 and right. stand up? You know, right. like it just would not have been a, the right time for me to do it. Right. So that's how I look at it. So what about what about another terrible tale from maybe from the early years? The early early <laughs> years. There's still the early years. Well, um, I get from when you from when you when you when you first started from the days of nonstop open mic. Are you st- how many open mics would you do, or how many shows would you do a week when you first started? I did, I did, I would say, like, I did, like, maybe four bringer shows a month, and mm-hmm. the rest would be open mics. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, bringer shows. Oh, yeah. I don't think we've ever talked about bringer shows. Oh, yeah. Not to stop on yeah. that question. <laughs> no, I do I, want no, to get back fine. to a bad show, but now I'm just thinking about bringer shows. That could lead into the bad yeah, show. Talk Ex- to, explain what, like, to us what the, the comedy version <laughs> of the bringer show is. So basically, you're starting out, you're fucking terrible. Even if you're like not the worst ever, mm-hmm. you're still pretty bad. And nobody wants to see bad comedy. Right. So comedy clubs are like, okay, we'll let you do your shitty material uh-huh. if you bring four people, eight people, 10 right. people to a show, then you get X amount of minutes and you get a tape. Uh, because that tape is going to be so useful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's still, there's absolutely no money involved. You don't get paid. You Hi, just I'm get... Lauren Michaels. Do you have your tape from your bringer <laughs> yeah. show? Cool. Yeah, and it's like, it's like, oh, I'll use, I'll use Caroline's as a credit because I did a bringer show. And then like, right. like two years in, you're like, oh, I should not use that as a credit. <laughs> right. Which I, that was a thing I, that, not to get another sidetrack, but that is a thing maybe a couple years ago where I finally realized like years of like looking at comedy bios, especially on the UCB page. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, wait. These are all bullshit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, good, like, 50% to 75% of these credits are, like, kind of like, well, we're that, all filling in the gaps well, exactly. here. Yeah. Yeah. Credit, because we're all doing it. You got to right. have the Wall Street Journal, even though they just quoted <laughs> yeah. up there nope. on that bio. No. <laughs> I cut them out. No. Good. Good. No. I will no have one. Hey, fuck the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would do bringer shows and do open mics, and I would just, like, slowly get better. And then people would be like, oh, yeah, come do like my bar show. Come do this mm-hmm. lounge show. So I would do that. I'm trying to think. I kind of like had okay shows in the beginning. Like uh-huh. even if I bombed, it wasn't like the okay. So the first time that I like bomb bombed, I did like really bad. I had. Um, a couple of college friends and from town, they were in for the weekend and like we were going, it was like Halloween weekend. So we're going to do a show, go to my show and then like the next night go to a party. Uh-huh. Um, and this was like a bringer show, but it was going to bring like four people. It was like a kind of a small turnout. Um, my brother like told one of his like coworkers about me who lived in New York. Uh-huh. And so she showed up and I was just like, why? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but your brother's not there. No, he's not there. Okay, no. So there's what was it? No, it was just like a my... person that you you didn't know at all. And not then really. Had to kind of the equivalent of a work associate. That's yeah. not even your work associate. Yeah. So like he introduces via email and's like, my sister does stand up. You should go see her. I'm like, what are you doing? Like my brother's very sweet, but I'm like, what are you doing? Like right. it's not even worth all of this production. So I just. I don't, I think there wasn't a lot of people there and I think I just kind of sucked that night. Mm-hmm. And I just had like never felt that like horribly after a set. I was like, oh my God. So I'm like, I need, I need to make the pain go away. So we like get some like Mike's hard lemonade and I have like a couple of those. <laughs> Cause like I'm not really a drinker. So like that's right. all I can handle. So that was like, I don't know. That was just like a, a thing where I'm like, oh, I could like, 
really do terribly to like where people don't want to make eye contact with me after the right. show. <laughs> like that girl who showed up like didn't even say bye to me. Like she's Oof. like biz ounce. Wow. Because I like did not do well. And I was like, I didn't even know this bitch. And now it's like <laughs> Yeah. So that was kind of shitty. This was I think going out pe- to Phoebe's brother. <laughs> I feel like that it's like when we talk to stand up special, I feel like we're talking about like the shows where people bomb. And I want to rewatch it, but I feel like people should rewatch Punchline. I've that, never seen oh, that movie. Speak, here's because Tom Hanks Jeff's has film like, review of Punchline. Just, mm-hmm. I, I remember it being pretty good, uh, but Tom Hanks has a you know he's I think it's like supposed to be like for network or something mm-hmm. like, and then he just has this crazy, crazy meltdown. Yeah. Tom Hanks freak out. That's like you know that equivalent of that certain like dramatic Tom Hanks acting like he did in Mazes and Monsters. <laughs> If you remember that movie, I, I made for TV name. movie no. uh, warning you about the the dangers of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, what? But it was one of his first credits. And Early he, Hanks. He plays this Early. kid who gets sucked into uh, mazes and monsters and d- can't decide what's reality and what's uh, the game anymore. And he has a freak out at the end. He's like, I don't know what's happening to me. <laughs> uh, but punch- well, in Punchline, he has this crazy freak out in front of it, and it and you're just like, oh. It's not going to be as bad as that. Right. We're all cool. Punchline yeah. is definitely worth watching. It's not. I wouldn't say it's a great movie. And there's some real like in like I think the comics have lockers backstage. Yes. <laughs> yes. Comedy club for yes. this stuff. They hang out in the locker room, just kind of chit chat. That's funny. Um, but okay. speaking about bombing, I mean, it's something. And from when I was doing open mics for a while, it's like bombing is essentially a prerequisite to getting any kind. Of confidence. So anyone who yeah. thinks that they... I was talking to this idiot once. Uh, and I, I say that only because I don't know. I just met the Real guy Real dingus. Night, and the guy had... He pulled one of these like, oh, so you do comedy? Tell me a joke. Uh, one of those that. things. I say no instantly. Yeah, no. Right. And, and, yeah. And, and then he went on to say, he's like, well, you know, I think I'd be pretty good, but I don't want to do it because I don't want to bomb. Ugh. You know? Please. And then I shot him in the face. Yeah. I've brought this up before, but old bad bite of mine when I was first taking improv classes too in like 2002 okay. or 2003. I, he might, it was either when we were on tour or at some point at his house, but he's like, you know, I was watching Anchorman and I realized like I'd be pretty good at that. So if you ever need to like practice, like I'll totally like improv with you. Oh my god! I was like, cool. This conversation's done. We'll never bring it up again. Well, I mean, the reason why I bring that up is because when I first, like, the first time I did an open mic, I Uh didn't even know that you could bring your notes up. So like, I memorized this thing, and then once I realized how it worked, and I fairly quickly realized that like this wasn't the avenue for me Mm -hmm. in terms of like a creative, you know, comedic thing. But the, like, the respect that I had for the people that were, and I was doing it on Long Island for a while, and, you know, it was, it was in the trenches. <laughs> um, but the respect for the, for the people that were really trying to make a go at it is so difficult. And coming from, like, us, play, you know, playing music on stage and, like, cracking jokes is one thing, and then if something falls flat, you just, ah, just go into the next song. Right, right. right. Um, but, I mean, it's almost cliched to say at this point, it's like, you go up there, it's just you. <laughs> The audience, the <laughs> microphone, you gotta, you know. Right. You gotta do it. Right. Yeah. But it is. It's, yeah, that's what it know. is. Yeah. So um, what What about like dealing with hecklers or that kind of... Uh, um, that kind of- yeah, hecklers are annoying. Um, <laughs> but there, there are different kinds of hecklers. So you have to deal with them in different ways. Like you'll have people who are just like, they like want to be a part of the show and like they're excited and they're like, right. yeah, it's like we're friends mm-hmm. and we're hanging out. So you can just kind of gently be like, yo, it's not that kind of party. Yeah. You got to let it, you, gotta, you know, teach them it's not a dialogue. Yeah, because I or think between like, the two of you. I think a lot of people don't know how to attend a comedy show. Yeah. So because there is kind of like, yeah, you're on stage, but you're kind of interacting with the audience because like you'll riff with people a right. little bit. So people... Like, don't know, like, oh, so when can I shut up or when can I talk? Right. So I understand that. And then you just have drunk people where you're just like, uh, <laughs> those are a nightmare. Um, and then you just have people who, like, they're like, yeah, man, I'm fucking funnier than everybody here. Let me show it. And then, like, they're the worst people. Right. And you have to destroy them. And then you're just like, oh, my God. Because, like, I know that some comics like hecklers in a way because they like... Keeps them on their toes. Right. Yeah, or 
it's like they have pent up aggression and you can just take it out on that person. I don't like the hecklers at all because I'm on stage for a reason, which is right. to like develop a bit or like try different stuff out. So if I, that my rhythm is thrown off, I'm like, ugh, I can't do what I want to do because I wasted, especially in New York, it's so you get 10 minutes max right. everywhere, yeah. right. you know? So it's like if I only have 10 minutes, I spent three minutes dealing with you. Great, now I can't work on a bit. So that bums yeah. me out. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if you guys saw that Chicago Tribune article that was like pro hecking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I couldn't even finish yeah. it. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It was the worst thing ever. Yeah. How oh. do you feel? I mean, going off hecklers too, like, how do you feel about that kind of, uh, I'm thinking about it today. That's kind of that, that's that some, uh, stand-ups have that kind of mentality of the trenches and you know that purity and like it's like you got to be the road dog and like you, know, you got to deal with hecklers and you know like do you like it i don't know i don't i mean as someone who does comedy in a different way I, there, i've i feel like there's always been some element of i don't know like does it have to be that way like yeah. all the time i mean i do think there's always the work that has to be done but i feel like it's almost like can be applicable to like with band stuff too like it's like, well, you got to play in this way. You got to be in a band in this way. And it's like, I don't know. It, fe- it seems like there might be these other paths. Right. To kind of go through your career, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like you do have to kind of go through hecklers. Like, you mm-hmm. just have to be put in an uncomfortable situation just to get better. Because ultimately, you want to get to the point where, like, you've been doing it so long that you can literally handle any situation and mm-hmm. be hilarious. And the only way that can happen is if you have shitty shows where there are hecklers or right. like the mic goes out. So you kind of have to have these problems happen mm-hmm. right. to get better. And the moment it feels like, oh, fuck, but it's for a reason right. down, you, the line. down the line. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds, do you dwell on the, the shitty shows? Um, no. I don't care if i bomb really yeah did you um, ever care yeah i used to a lot okay but now unless it's like an audition i don't care if I right bomb because and i said this like when i'm like working out jokes that are like super super new it's like during the show i'm like i will say i know that this isn't funny right now uh-huh <laughs> But there's going to be a show down the line that you probably won't be at. Right. Where these jokes are going to be great. Right. And that's the audience. Yeah. I'm like, that's where I'm trying to get. So I just, it's just a part of, it's like, I don't know. It's like cooking where you're like, should I put cinnamon in? Uh, That kind of fucked that up. Right. I won't put cinnamon in this time. Maybe I'll put in a different. So that's like how I look at bombing. But like, because I don't care if on like a Monday night, at a, an audience of 20 if they don't think that I'm funny. It's like they're they're going to forget who I am. Right. And two hours. I think that's actually good. I mean, yeah, uh, that's almost. Yeah, it's like playing into even some stuff I was talking about in therapy today. Just like that idea of that. <laughs> it all like comes back. It always comes back. <laughs> but that idea of think, like, you know, that, that, you know, it's it's getting around that kind of narcissism that we all can have of thinking that people think about us. Yeah. more than they really do and even if they're going to see a show that not like no one's going home and then for a week straight being like like which is what i think like would be my version like a couple of years ago of bomb air you know do it having a bad show or it, picturing everyone's going home and like every oh night God. bring it up with their girlfriend the bass player was so awful yeah, did i mention this other problem i had with this one bad joke that i kind of don't remember you know i do want to say you know what cinnamon goes great in spaghetti mike pace's signature turkey chili <laughs> whoa it's signature hello <laughs> that is i don't want to be give i'm not going to give away the goods and tell you how much i use but cinnamon a little dash of cinnamon in and i can see how it would go well when in uh, a, a bolognese or yeah, a marinara yeah. sauce yeah but my signature chili okay uh, that sounds delicious turkey chili yeah <laughs> well usually i make i usually make turkey chili. you look at health you're healthy you're uh, yeah so you're also i mean you also do a lot of writing yeah you i have, have a, a blog you have a <laughs> blaria which yeah. i is hilarious just Thank off you. i mean it's a hilarious <laughs> blog but just i love the name blaria <laughs> yeah i yeah. can't say it without, i think it's 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 and 
it's a fantastic name, and you have these amazing uh, gifts or, or I gifs. Mean, I, can we? I call it gif. Yeah, I, I think it's a I gif. was brought up. Yeah, my parents told me when I was, was born in 1978, <laughs> no, and they didn't know what a gif was. My been, parents said, "I know." This what was I also like back in 2004, the glory years. Oh yes. yeah, so, like, <laughs> of gifs. Uh, and I also noticed that on your website, you put up monologue jokes too. Yeah, I used to do that on my Tumblr because for a while I was like, I want to write for Late Night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why. I don't know why I became obsessed with that. Um, well, I I had taken a a, um, a late night TV writing class at the Pit. Yeah, and when I was taught how to write like in the style of monologue jokes, it's all I wanted to do for like two right. weeks. Yeah, but it's like that's not. Like, I submitted for Fallon. I actually did, like, not to be, like, confident. But, like, my writing packet was actually decent. Like, mm-hmm. I've turned in a couple where I've been like, this was kind of shitty, but there's a deadline. Right. Um. But, yeah, I'm just like, I don't want to write on late night. Not that it's a bad gig. It's just, like, I don't, I don't think in monologue jokes. Mm-hmm. I don't, I want to be able to, like, say the F word and not be right. like, Ooh. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm just like, I don't think that's, like, the right fit for me. Uh-huh. Um. But yeah, so I used to write monologue jokes, and then I just kind of stopped. But it's the like, idea yeah. that you, you you know you kind of tried it to see yeah. if it was something that was tenable, right? Yeah. And, I mean, and which is the key. It's I mean, actually, it's better to say that after you've tried it. Yeah, I think many people have the 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 go to of just like eh, I probably don't want to do that, right? Uh, and just don't do well, anything. That was that uh, was kind of the impetus between behind me trying trying right. stand up for a little while it's like i just now my, I, i'm not playing music right now like i've always wanted to try this like this is this is the time i'm right? glad you tried because a lot of people will never try stand up and they well, want to do it their whole life yeah, yeah. no i think it's yeah. something that everybody if you have any interest in you should try i mean i think i had sort of a leg up in that i was used to being on stage right and performing and then all of a sudden the comedy audience at least when i started out on long island was very different from like my band's audience strong that was a got lot a different of like, audience. tough guys like this right. see me with a collared shirt I'm make a me laugh all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah so so it was definitely like performing in front of a different audience but i think that that's a a skill uh, that you learn just by doing it as a guy, where you, you should be able to at some point, it doesn't matter who's in the audience, you should be able to entertain them for yeah. however, however, uh, long your set is. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so what's, what's the, what's the plan now? Like, what are you, uh, what are you working on now? Um, so much stuff. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so now I am freelance blogging for Glamour Mag. Nice. Um, which is fun. They, uh, brought me on for like their entertainment section. Um, so I'm like supposed to like bring the humor. Um, cause like they're good writers, but they're not like jokes, jokes, right. jokes. No. Um, do you so- get rejected pitches in there? No, what's that? It was a web series that my, I think my friends did, but I just saw that it was listed in Glamour. That's what, or like yesterday or the oh, day before. Cool. It's like whatever top five cool things or some yeah, like section. Oh, that's awesome. No, that wasn't me. But I want I've, I want to check that out, but I've never yeah. watched yeah. funny series. Uh, um, yeah. So I do, you know, like I did a thing on Beyonce, like do's and don'ts for like the Super Bowl. Like I just do like really light, like pop culturey stuff. So that's fun. Um, Can't no dick jokes yeah. in the magazine. <laughs> yeah, it is. Sorry, guys. It is like I have to kind of like really just tailor it for like women, which is like a muscle I've never really had. Because uh-huh. you know, like I watch sports and right. like I do some like dude stuff. Right. And, like this is like ladies. Um, so <laughs> I really have to like kind of think about what the ladies want to hear, and um, so I'm doing that. And then um, I'm working on a, a web series mm-hmm. that I want to shoot this summer. Does it involve Blaria at all as, <laughs> as the character? No. Because I'm... I think that there's a web series there. <laughs> no, it's it's myself. Uh, it's about being in an interracial relationship. My boyfriend's white. And uh, I just was seeing like a lot of these web series about like couples. And you're like, have you ever been in a relationship? Right. Like, that like the problems are just so like ludicrous. You're like, 
couples do not fight about that. Right. Like they fight about like real shit, not this crap. Let's, right. we, we've been we've been interjecting with movie reviews throughout this whole show. Um, I want to give my review of This Is Forty because I think it taps into exactly what <laughs> you're talking about. I haven't seen it. I literally was like, "Fuck Leslie, man!" She like Judd keeps <laughs> trying to make her happy. Right. Here is my here. Right. Uh, oh Phoebe my just God. encapsulated my review talking about <laughs> talk about problems that nobody has. First of all, yeah. Judd to quote. To quote uh, the film critic Ty Burr, maybe you got to get out of the house to start making good movies. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Ty Burr. Ty Burn, more like it. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the nepotism aside of casting his family who seem to not be able to get roles in other people's movies. <laughs> right. uh, regard, um, you're talking about this, this upper... Uh, I'm not even upper middle class. These are rich, They're rich right? white okay. people who live in Los Angeles. He's got his retro record label. She's got her vintage clothing store. What? And money's a little tight, you know, and they have the Lex and all, all this stuff that you've already read. The movie is a hot mess to begin with. It, there's no, wow. there's no real beginning, middle or end. It just stuff okay. just happens. There's no real arc. It's just kind of flatlined right. throughout the whole thing. Um, and it feels really out of touch. Especially because there is no huge conflict. Oh, your 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 retro record label. Um, what Grant Parker's yeah, not going to make that money? Is not, it, you know, it's, where where's the life or death? Right. Where's yeah. like the the thing? I mean, the I've, I've read in a bunch of interviews about that, and it goes into seventies film. Like that was that's what he's that's his logic. He's like, why can't I make? long like you know 70s films essentially like that that take a while and, yeah. and in my brain not... when he says that i'm like i don't know exactly like i get it like there is you can take time but like i don't know like i feel like a recent movie like that i just rewatched but it felt like i haven't seen this as 40 yet but like the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford is that good i think that's a great movie okay. but it's like two hours and 40 minutes and it takes its time but in the same way as you know like an Altman movie will, like right. it, you know, like where it, it's it's you know, or like an older Scorsese movie, like it's just like Look, I've got no problem. I love a great epic every once in a while, but sure. Apatow is no John. Maybe Cassidy. his life is not the epic. No, yeah. he's not even he's not even James L. Brooks. He's not even making it. You know, he, he wants right. to shoot for like a terms of endearment. It's funny. It's sad. It's emotional. But it's it's um. It's can't believe we're never going to get Judd Apatow on this podcast now. <laughs> Judd Apatow, who went to my high school, actually. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, after funny people i was like Ugh, we were yeah. done right. which over. would have been a fantastic movie if they had focused on like these uh kids or kids whatever these young these kids <laughs> trying to like make it as comics because yep. well, i think that there's two a, different movies there's a really good movie yeah. to be made once about leslie man section comes in yeah you're like i don't care about eric banna right he was funny in it yeah sure, but, but, it's, but it's completely unnecessary right yeah um yeah, I don't feel like anyone's really captured stand-up. I haven't seen Punchline, but I feel like no one's really captured <laughs> I don't know if Punchline will be the one that captures it, from what I remember. <laughs> yeah, I just really feel like in that movie, it was just kind of like... For I, I honestly, I think if you're gonna do a show, a movie about stand-up comics, like, you need to have stand-up comics. Like, I don't... Right. Like, I think, you know... Look, Jason... Sally Field is naturally funny <laughs> as the female lead in Punchline. <laughs> you know, she's no Paula Poundstone. But, oh, I love Paula uh, Poundstone. Yeah, but having people like, what's his name, Jonah Hill? Yeah. It's like, you guys aren't... It just it didn't feel like they were really comedians. Mm. It just felt like, oh, we're friends with Judd Apatow. We're <laughs> right. pretend, you know, like it just. Uh, I don't know. Right. I didn't like it. You would, yeah. you had said earlier that uh, you you'd mentioned going on auditions. So is that yeah. something that you've you've started doing? Yeah, recently? I started going on auditions last year, and I landed two pilots. All right. Uh, nice. Yeah. Congrats. No, it was cool. I I have a a small role in the Broad City pilot. Nice. Right, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Uh, we had Abby Alana and Alana, and Abby, friends of the show. Yeah. Fingers crossed yeah. that it gets yeah. picked up. I haven't seen like the final, final, final cut, but I saw like the final, final. Right. And it was good. Uh, they're um, great. Yeah. Yeah. And then I shot a pilot for best week ever, uh, and did not make the final cast, mm. and was totally devastated. Dot org <laughs> for <Yeah>. like <laughs> it's so long. I was like crying to my boyfriend. I was like, I well, needed this. Though. Right. This is what I'm talking about. You're, I mean, that's 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 a bigger deal. I mean, you you do a shitty set 
you know, you, you, you can't really dwell on it because you're performing all the time. Right. But then you have something like the... My dog, by the way. My dog. Look how comfortable for the listener. My dog is spread eagle on the couch. He wants. He he's so cute. He wants to gnaw on a finger Jesus at all times. Christ. Uh, but 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 you know the venerable institution, if you will, that is wor- that is. Wor- I was gonna say worst gig ever. Worst gig. Ever. That is worst gig ever, but also best week ever. Right. So, and I guess having just started doing auditions and stuff like that, realizing that there are gonna be many more to go on. And yeah. That- I just had got into my head like I need this to validate me. Like right. I've been doing it a while. Like I have like a couple of cool things. Like I need the. It's like I'm. It's a talking head show. Like right. nothing against it, but it's like it's not like Steven Spielberg was like, no. "Hey, I want you and Lincoln." Right. Just kidding. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. But yeah. yeah, as Spielberg said, we yeah. want you and Lincoln. <laughs> right. But that's the thing. It really is just this validation. It's like yeah. almost looking for this validation from anywhere. Because I went in, I, another talk head, I went in for when the Fuse was doing those video on trial. Oh, yeah, I did things. that too. And I, I was like. And I didn't get that. Yeah. Because I did, I mean, I also did fucking terrible. Like, I was just like, <laughs> my jokes were like fine, I think. But I was just like not ready for it. You know, and also you walked, you did it. You walked into that room and you're just like, oh, we're going to just do this right now, yeah, I guess. Okay. I don't it's know. awkward. I mean, Fuse is a weird building. Uh, yeah. But either way. But it's weird. You put that weird, like, extra weight on these things that you know in your head aren't these, you know. Like, you don't know completely that it won't be a life changer. But everything becomes this life changer. Yeah. And you have to, like, find the way to get get over that, you know, to, to realize that, you know, uh, to realize that... Like when we played the Intonation Festival, a big festival in Chicago, mm-hmm. and our booking agent said, "Are you nervous?" And I go, "No, why? It's only the biggest show of your career." <laughs> what? And I was like, "Oh my! Why God. would you say that?" Because also, no, it wasn't. It yeah. didn't matter. There is no one show. There's no one. But I think that's that myth that you have in your and brain. And by the way, appendix to that story, that booking agent disappeared off the face of the yep. earth. And then he what? disappeared Literally, the like, nobody knows where that guy is to this day. Booked wow. half of a tour, and then I started calling places <laughs> two weeks before, and I was like, wait, you didn't book these? And never responded to emails. Uh, Holy shit. It was the biggest tour of our career. <laughs> <laughs> is that... Uh, is is acting something that was always there from like the early days of wanting to get into film production or was it just kind of a, a, an extension of performing it probably was and i think i just probably denied that i wanted to perform right. so i was just like i'll just write which is a big <laughs> i do the same you know thing I, mean? I don't know why there's that denial yeah. I, I don't know what is yeah. it, if it's like fear or something at some point because that's there's certainly a desire on my end to perform yeah I, but i, I don't do it as much because i have right. this like well now i write i cool. i'm cool i'm lazy so my, <laughs> like ser- like i know it seems like i'm really productive but my instinct is just to say no because i don't want to have to do the work right yes <laughs> just, great attitude yeah it's horrible at this stage in the career <laughs> saying no feels so good though it's yeah. like the best say no just say no is Nancy a great Reagan. motto yeah it's like like when i did i did nbc stand up for diversity i think two years in it's, mm-hmm. it's it was nice but what, what what exactly is that is that like a, a tour that goes around or okay so it is partially a tour so basically it's just like i think now it started out as one thing, but I think now it kind of morphed into being we're trying to find like people of color and like right. you know gay people mm. um, with the hopes of finding someone for a talent holding deal. Right? Because um, there was this, yeah, there was just one in L.A. My bunch of my friends did like the yeah. CBS one, you know, yeah. the CBS diversity. And I and I get I, I asked the same question. I was like, what is this? Yeah, I just don't get it exactly. Mm. So you, it's a showcase. So it's a showcase. Yeah. You go, you do a one minute audition, then a two minute audition, and then next night, if you make it, you do like a ten minute set, and then if they like you, they fly you out to L.A. for the showcase, and then based off of that, they pick six people for the college tour so Mm -hmm. you can like go do NACA and Mm -hmm. that stuff um so that's kind of like what it is and like it was actually like a cool experience like no one had flown me anywhere right and I was like this is cool I'm like in LA whoa (laughs) um so it, it was like really cool but you know so that was like a thing I initially didn't want to do 
and Hari Kondabolu just Facebook chatting me. Facebook chat is really a huge part of my life. <laughs> Wait, who, you really poo-pooed it. You just, first, you, just, you just said a name, and I didn't know if it was a person's name or if it was a, a, a Hawaiian phrase. Um, no. <laughs> Hari Kondabolu is a stand-up comedian okay. who writes for um, Totally Biased. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Just was, kidding. I love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he was like, you should do this. And I was like, nope. <laughs> And I was like, I'm not ready, and I just don't think I'll do it. And he was like, I'm. He's like, I'm not gonna go round and round about this with you. Right. If you want to do it, fine. If you don't, we never talked about it. And I was like, Does someone like call me out on my bullshit? Right. So then I like because not ready is usually a pretty bullshit answer. Yeah. Like no one's ever really that right. Like you're never. No one's ever ready completely. Yeah. Um, but it is a good go-to. <laughs> it is. So I'm constantly always just being like, no, I shouldn't do this. And then I'll decide to do something. I'm like, fuck, this is a lot of work now. Right. So, yeah. I'm trying to just work on not being annoyed at having to work. Yeah. Like, everyone has to work. But I'm just like, you guys. <laughs> That's <laughs> something I realized. Like, That's- I was talking about, like, a couple of weeks ago where I was just like, yeah, because I was like, you know, like most of the time I, I most of my day for making money is, is spent teaching classes, but it's not that long of the day. Yeah. Like, but if I have like two things I've got to do, if I, there's another thing past <laughs> a three hour class or whatever it is, I'm just like, ah, oh, what is this? And I don't know how I ever worked temp jobs where I worked 40 hours a week. Yeah. Uh, that seems yeah. insane. In my, yeah. in my case, it's always like, it's that knee jerk reaction. It's not like I don't sleep in or i'm not like mm-hmm. a late sleeper but anytime there's the chance to make an appointment uh-huh. or like i have to do something <laughs> i have to figure out well i can get up at this time <laughs> when it doesn't you know it doesn't matter but I'll, i would never make an appointment at 10 a.m right if i could make it at like 11 30 sure yeah i don't i don't I yeah. fuck yeah. doing stuff yeah it's really <laughs> terrible for careers but wonderful for life yeah, i'm like does tina fey have to work this hard right. and, that, and that's and the I'm other like, thing yeah, is that she does. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about how much work goes into like you know a show or working on a film or like you know a 17 hour day or whatever it is yeah it's only I, gonna I, I, get worse. It's, yeah, that's yeah. the scary part. It really is only. Not as, only as, are you halfway through your life, it's gonna get worse. It's not. It re- like work wise, like I think about, it, it's like I want things to get better, but as they get better and more opportunities arise, it means more time that I'm gonna want to think. Fuck! I don't want to do hey, this. It's yeah. an embarrassment of riches, guys. Hey. We should only yeah. be so. What bad. a life! <laughs> so, so to kind of bring things full circle here. First of all, I want to have you. Have you ever gone back to Carolines to perform? Yeah, I did. I headlined there all last right. summer. Nice. Congrats. It's- basically a bringer show but <laughs> is this a potential worst gig no it was great i it was they gave me like 10 10 o'clock on a sunday night which is like not the best time slot right. but i had like 60 people come and i'm awesome. like oh wow 60 people care yeah um and it was like a super fun show it was like oh wow i did like 45 minutes at caroline's that's i'm not putting it in my bio. Sure. All right. Sorry, Caroline. Until <laughs> I, you know, do a weekend there. But right. it was definitely like, I felt like, yeah, I'm a comic. That's, yeah, you know I what? I, this, you know? I went to Caroline. I remember going to Caroline's at my high school prom, mm-hmm. going to the, going to Caroline's before the, or afterwards, whatever. Oh, the, the prom shows. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, this was, this was back. Oh, in they the, have consistent prom shows. Age. Wow. I've done those. It's like, sounds terrible. I, yeah. Cause the, they, they want to like have sex. They're like, yeah. they don't want to <laughs> sit here. Yeah. But I went back. My wife and, and, and I, <laughs> my wife and I went, uh, a couple of months ago to see Richard Lewis. On a Sunday night. I've never seen him. Is he fun? Is he, he great? He did like two hours of just. I'm sad I didn't go. He just wow. pacing back and forth. A lot of, for the listener, I'm grabbing my forehead. I'm exhausted. If you don't know, I'm an alcoholic. He's, he's an alcoholic. <laughs> I've been doing this for 43 years. Amazing. I, he doesn't wow. really tell jokes per se anymore. He just kind of like. My favorite part talks. of Richard Lewis now is like, it's. He is great on Curb, but the fact that on Curb he still does in playing Richard Lewis to his friend Larry David, the way he improvises is his stand-up setup. <laughs> yeah, where he so tells cool. Larry David in the shows, "I'm an alcoholic. I've been in therapy. You know this." <laughs> but I will does that classic setup like it's his day-to-day. And talk. it's amazing. And I will I will also say this: did not have any food at Caroline's, but it looked delicious. Like I would yeah, have a good. meal there and be like, I don't feel like I'm it's getting overpriced. It, okay. 
Yeah. It is. This is coming from someone who've, who's performed there. And we brought it up before, but say, like, yeah. they used to have a restaurant there, too. That was a theme restaurant. I went oh, with my dad. I didn't what know was that. The theme? Yeah. The theme was comedians. <laughs> I thought I, th- yeah, I think we've talked about it before, but the, yeah, the theme was comedians and comedy, and there would be comedy playing, and then they had comedians that they hired to walk around from table to table to do Wait, routines. Wait, seriously? Yes. Wait, this was, uh, this was adjacent to the club. Yeah. And would it be like, it was when, it was right when like theme restaurants oh. really started in Times Square. Wow. And I recognized the dude who was at our table because he was a prop comic who was on like half hour comedy hour once <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> but he's like dragging a fucking oh, trunk no. of props around to the two people eating a cheeseburger oh, in the middle God. of the afternoon. That sounds so horrible. Yeah. It's worse than a burger show. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to find that guy and talk to him about this. So. Phoebe, to bring things full circle as we do on the show, question that we ask all of our guests. Oh, boy. What do you think of the word gig? Gig? I don't use that word. Good. Wow. Don't use it. I think you used it earlier in this uh, conversation. Oh! Oh, no! (laughs) I feel like I say, like, shows or spots. Spots. Spot. That, that spot is up. uniquely comedy. Based. Yeah, yeah, I say spot. I'll be like, "Where'd you go tonight?" Oh, I had this spot at nine. That's a that's yeah. a that's a kind of a very pro term. And I like spot like, you, you know better what you're than doing. gig as yeah. a pro term. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's that's a good that's a new answer. Yeah, spot. We haven't heard that. Okay, I think, yay! Uh, <laughs> great answer. So, <laughs> look, I know you've got a lot of stuff coming up this year. You have your own podcast. Yes, called with- the Blaria Podcast. <laughs> and it's not on iTunes because I'm lazy. Nice. Uh, it is oh my God. so easy. I know, yeah, but it's like, iTunes. it's another thing I have to do. I'm going to have my boyfriend do it. I'm just going to be like, I well, can't uh, figure it out. Because what I'm saying is in the one thing you have to do, I think it's just pressing like two buttons and you never have to think about it ever again. Oh. Yeah. I'm so, just, wanna, I'm just, just like looking out asshole. for you. You may, you may want to consider uh, uh, just, <laughs> just think, think about it. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> look, okay, so you got all this stuff coming up. You got the podcast. Blaria is alive and well. That yeah, stands for Black Daria, by the way. Oh, no. I, I knew it all the whole okay. time. Cool. That's why I think it's hilarious. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, listen, you're gonna have dinner at the meatball shop. It's I'm gonna so be fantastic. Excited. But in order to get there, Hi, just want you to get home safe. Oh, I would say get home safe too. But you live here. You get home safe, Jeff. Oh, oh thank you very <laughs> yeah. much. Fuck you, my <laughs> Worst gig ever. ever.